Okay, everyone. Welcome to another exhilarating episode of Not So Common Sense. Well, this episode is going to be about Paul Pelosi and the attack that he went through. I'm going to play a video from Officer Tatum on his take on this thing back when it first started. The reason why I do this is because looking back at it now, we know these things to be basically self-evident. Pretty much. It was assured that this was a bad idea. Right? That conservatives act like you know they act as if things are different than what they really are. They are anti-reality. So So, what I decided to do was I decided to say, okay, let's see how they react. Did anything change at the, you know, new light was given to this situation? Was it or was it not? So far, I looked, and since the three months it's been since this incident happened he has not come out and said anything outside of this thing he didn't come back and say well yeah you know this isn't right you know yeah we were wrong oh I had oh my bad I, I thought something different no they did their disgusting acts and they were truly disgusting. Don't worry, I have another video for you guys going to listen into, and then going to prove that hey, yeah, that kind of fucked up, right? So, I brought this video here for you know Brandon Tatum. I'm no longer calling him Officer Tatum. Because he's not a police officer. He doesn't get those privileges that someone who's a police officer should. He's an average person. So Brandon Tatum is going to be called Brandon Tatum. So. Okay. Let's listen in to Brandon Tatum. And his take on this heinous attack on Paul Pelosi. Be mindful that during this video, because I let it play a lot, you're going to hear something that you normally wouldn't. The fact that he's not even going to name the assailant, but say pertinent information about him without you having the ability, if you were a strict listener to... Of course, Brandon Tatum, you won't have the ability to do proper research on your own. And he's straight up, without any ambiguity, going to 
fucking lie about who the guy really is. Hand weighed completely the man's whole entire existence for something that happened in his past that really doesn't even come close to finding him. Don't worry, you'll see what I'm talking about. Let's let the video play. Pacific Heights home just before 2.30 a.m. Friday. Investigators responded to calls for a well-being check and found Pelosi's husband, Paul, fighting off an intruder with a hammer. The suspect pulled the hammer away from Ms. Pelosi and violently assaulted him with it. Police Chief Bill Scott says the intruder is 42-year-old Berkeley resident David DePepe. He was arrested shortly. That man named Sound Deserve. It mean, it's like, your, main, your name is Pepe. Like Pepe the Frog. The racist mascot. After officers arrived on scene, sources close to ABC7 News say DePepe confronted Paul after breaking into a door on the side of their home, yelling for Nancy's whereabouts before violently assaulting him with a hammer. Paul was immediately transported to San Francisco General, where he underwent surgery to his head to repair a skull fracture and severe injuries to his right arm and hand. Matryon Sene, his skull was cracked open. The man cracked the man's skull open. He could have been killed. He was lying in a pool of his own blood. Clinging to life. I want to make sure you remember that. Let me go ahead and get past this whole BS with the his his whole you know his whole store and shit. Don't want to give him any type of Brandon. Please, please, what are you gonna do a video about Paul Pelosi and this whole? Uh, situation between him and his homeless lunatic. Let me listen to how he called him a homeless lunatic. Wasn't homeless. He had a place he had to stay. He was staying with people. Trying to paint him as an outsider, not the fact that he was a part of the right wing and basically the community that he deals with. He's literally one of the people that will listen to him just say this <clears throat> there are some things that seems incredibly suspicious but I'm not jumping off the cliff and saying that this is completely a made up scenario like justice when a person says they're not trying to do this definitely when you bring up something like Justice Millett 100% of the time he's lying he is saying this was a Justice Millett incident even though there's viable evidence about it Hence the reason why everything surrounding the incident, including the incident itself, is completely suspicious. Hmm. If the whole incident is suspicious, are you trying to say it really didn't happen? To my lad, I mean, I, I, I'm not willing to jump that far off the cliff, but there's a lot of suspicious stuff here. And as a former police officer, I have a lot of questions that have not been answered as it relates to what really happened at the Pelosi's house. First thing I want to say, I'm gonna go through the levels of suspicion. I don't understand how the third person in line for the presidency of the United States of America actively uh, working right now, meaning that president, vice president go down to house speaker, 
uh, will be the president of the United States, the third person in charge of our country, in line of succession, in our country. Her family don't have Secret Service protection. Because not everyone gets Secret Service protection. Just think about this. Donald Trump, not all of Donald Trump's uh, ex-wives get Secret Service protection. But they are, they are technically his family. Not every single solitary person in Barack Obama's family gets Secret Service protection. His eighth cousin, like five times removed, does not get Secret Service protection. But that's his family, right? Not everyone gets Secret Service protection. Might be saying, but Trey, this is the Speaker of the House husband. The Speaker of the House is the one who gets Secret Service protection. And she probably did. That's the first thing. Number two, it doesn't fucking matter. If you guys weren't trying to tell people, and he will actually prove it, to actively go out there and kill Nancy Pelosi, maybe this wouldn't have happened in the first place. You know, that's like saying, why don't everyone have police escort? Well, we shouldn't need police escort to get to places, you know. Trey shouldn't need police escort to get himself to his, from his bedroom to his, you know, toilet. It ain't that far of a walk, bruh. And I shouldn't need that from my own home. I should be nice and protected there. I, I'm, not, I'm not getting how that makes any sense. The president of the United States, they have uh, Secret Service protection even when they're not the president anymore. Not only do they have it, their wives and their children have Secret Service protection. Barack Obama's family is being protected by the Secret Service as we speak. So is President Donald Trump they have protection for life. And while they're actively a participant in our government, they 100% have protection. So how in the world is Nancy Pelosi out of town and her husband has zero protection? As if he wouldn't be a target of an assassination attempt or, or somebody who would kidnap him. But he's not a target because again, there's no active information out there, no active terrorism out there. Unless you're trying to say that there are active terrorism out there for the Pelosi's, but it has had to be domestic and it has had to be coming from the conservative party. Right? Unless you're trying to say that, yeah, I can believe that. In order to get to Nancy Pelosi. So that's number one. That's crazy. And I would think it's crazy to two left shoes. Number two, there's a picture and I don't know if the, we got the picture of Nancy Pelosi's home, but if you have it, put it up on the screen for my people in the back. There's a picture of Nancy Pelosi's home and the, the area in which they believe forced entry occurred. If you look at the picture, it's like a, a back door and the glass is all outside of the door, not inside of the house. If you look at it, it looks like the glass was hit and glass fell right down in front of the door. 
Now, could a person has punched the glass and then pulled it back through, causing glass to fall right at his or her feet? That is that is a possibility, but it doesn't seem to be likely. It was hella likely. It was actually the exact thing that happened. The man took the hammer and started repeatedly going at it, you know, on the glass, and then stuck his hand in, unlocked the door, and pulled his hand back through. By the way, that's exactly what happened. Hence why you saw glass on the inside, yes, and on the outside as well. It was glass on both sides of the door because it was broken in. I mean, obviously, Paul Pelosi didn't allow this man in because I know the connotations that he was having a gay affair with this man who happened to be a conservative person, but they don't want to say it was because he was conservative. He's going to say he's a lefty, but he was having a gay, you know, affair with the man, right? Because they had to throw something up there of course dealing with gay people because they just despise gay people anyway. And Paul Pelosi, of course, he's not doing anything other such. This man was there to murder Nancy Pelosi because he's a conservative nut job. And so he could have found Nancy. So he went after Paul once the police arrived. Paul was keeping the man entertained by telling him he's going to call his wife. Because, of course, the one person who can get you Nancy damn straight will be her husband. And, of course, this idiot sat there and waited thinking he was actually getting Nancy Pelosi who was not even next in D.C. Instead, got the police. It appears that the glass was bashed in from one side and all the glass shattered and landed on the opposite side of the door. But somehow, that's supposed to be the place in which there was forced entry made. Now, that is suspicious. And then here's another thing that's suspicious is the 911 call. Now, we don't actually have the call from Paul Pelosi to 911, the 911 operator. We have a call or at least a recording from the dispatch as the dispatchers are dispatching officers to the scene and dispatchers are reporting the officers over the air, you know, what the RP is saying, which is the reporting party, what the reporting party is saying as they're in route. Now, how in the world is the dispatcher's audio release, but not the 911 call from Paul Pelosi? Both of those things are occurring through the same system. Why is one apparent, not the other? And why isn't the, isn't the transmission from officer to officer not uh, on the recorded line. It's, it almost seems like they, they, they have left out information. They leaked some and didn't leak the other ones. <clears throat> but we have the recording of this. Well, maybe the main reason is we don't want to get so much information available to these individuals. Like maybe where his home has to be located just in case another one of these guys want to say, well, you kind of failed at the job, so let me go ahead and pick up where you left off at, bruh. Here's the reason why a lot of information is left out when it comes to these type of, you know, incidents. Same thing with Andrew Tate. The women's name, addresses, and things like that, and important information is purposely left out 
so that no one can find out who they really are. Because we know the fan base Andrew T has will find these women and murder them. Bitch. 911 call taker and, and, and the, the relaying of the incident to police, we have it on the record. So if you guys can get that uh, ready and we'll, we'll play that record um, for you guys to listen to it. Uh, roll the clip. You'll hear it for yourself. So I want to explain this to the people who may not know about policing, and I'm not saying this is congruent across every police department in America. If you are in policing and you understand how 911 call takers and dispatch works. The call takers would then send a message to dispatch and say, hey, we have multiple callers calling in. Um, it seems like a you know a violent situation. Dispatch could. Okay, let's go. Everyone got 15 year olds go through. Everyone call the Vikings division here at Johnson 2640 Broadway. Special call, special chromatic 66, location 2640 Broadway. As you can hear, let's see how he plays this off. All right, so then the emergency tone goes off. I don't think we had the full clip there, but the emergency tone goes off and you could hear that they upgraded it. Police were going code three to the scene all of the above now let me explain this to you because in the media they want to tell you that uh pelosi was speaking in code and he was so stunning and brave was he or was he not i mean it, it remains to be seen i don't think that that's the case and it of course you don't because why paul pelosi is a coward because he's a democrat you know if it was donald trump the man will be literally God, he stood up to the man in the feet of him himself, went toe to toe, blow for blow for blow, like someone over Dragon Ball Z. Of course, you would think something like that would come down Trump. But no. Yeah, I believe that Paul Pelosi was quite brave. You had, you got this man breaking into your house at around 2, 3 o'clock in the morning. He did something that Brandon Tatum wouldn't be able to do, by the way. And don't forget, he's a gun-toting, gun-loving, you know, conservative person who dreams of somebody breaking into the house. And they can just break down and start going action hero movie. You know, throw dogs and bullets like off of something off the Matrix, right? Have a, a dog-out fight like something off the movies, right? A crazy firefight between the, between him and the assailant trying to come into his house, right? Because that's how all conservative things, and though reality comes in, they break down like fucking cowards, right? They'll be the first ones to shit themselves if they get someone to bring into their home, right? But here, you got Paul Pelosi, man breaks into his home. Two, three o'clock in the morning. Paul Pelosi confronts the individual, gets the individual to calm down. He goes and allow gets allowed to either go use the bathroom or whatever. Basically, probably told him he's gonna call Nancy Pelosi. Pelosi probably gonna go upstairs to get his phone, call Nancy Pelosi, and basically wind up using that to get the police. That's the reason why you hear him use the word friend and the police understanding 
wait, you call the police 911, you speak at a house, and you're saying this stuff is kind of dangerous, and then you use word friend, that does not add up, right? So that's why they talk the speed opening. And I know he was saying things like, oh, there's an unknown man in the house. But he used that word friend, this is why he was speaking in code, that's the part he was speaking in code with, so the person there doesn't overhear him. Just going rarely crazily on the phone with the police because he has a fucking hammer in his hand and he's going to bash him in his skull. And he did anyway. Because, of course, the man was white and so the police decided to say, wait, my white brother in. Let's talk this out. Right? And they talk about the dispatcher saying, oh, this person's instincts and intuition told them there was more to the story. But what they're not telling you is that they are not letting you listen to the 911 call because there was an open line. So after Pelosi got on and he had made certain statements to the 911 call taker, he left the line open and then he started arguing with the suspect. And he wasn't arguing with the suspect. He was talking with the suspect. Here's the reason why you got to understand. He did not argue. Come on, be real. You're 81 years old, 2 o'clock in the fucking morning, and a man breaks into your house with a goddamn hammer. You ain't say, shut the fuck up, you little bitch. You 81 years old, and he got a hammer in his hand. He's going to immediately kill you immediately. No. He starts talking with the individual. He wasn't arguing. Of course he wasn't. Because this is a part of his bravery. Talking to the person, keeping him there. Because he knew I ain't now called the police. Now I have open lines. So just can't take anything going on. They can understand what's going on. And I can go ahead and deal with this thing properly. They can come here and catch this individual. So he's going to talk to him. Probably tell him that Nancy's on his way. She's such, such a uh, time away. She'll be here in uh, such, such amount of time. You know, start talking to the man. Try to get him to calm down and not hit his, his, his ass in the head with the fucking hammer. Right. That's when they realized there was more to the story than that. It says that the RP is saying that he don't know the person and that this person is waiting on his wife and that, you know, that this this person is in his house. Now, it doesn't need a lot of interpretation to realize that this is a pretty serious call. The person is calling in from Nancy Pelosi's house. This is her husband saying that there's a man in his house whom he don't know that's waiting on his wife. It instantaneously... You would think that that would be enough to have uh, officers running code three and dispatchers saying, "Hey, you know, we need to ramp it up. This is the, you know, it's an unknown male at at the speaker of the house's home while she's not there, and her husband is vulnerable, um, and because there's no secret service, I don't think that it was Pelosi was talking in code and he was somehow uh, in clutch in this situation." Yeah, he was kind of clutch in the situation because police took about two, three minutes. Do you not know what you can do in two, three minutes? He's supposed to be a police officer. You should not be talking like this. The man did exceptionally well for a person in a predicament that he's in. Right there, you had time to call the police, not only call the police, allow the man to still be, still be in present in the home while the police are en route to your house. And then not only that, you was able to convince the individual to not murder you within that time frame. Because two, three minutes is enough time definitely for an 80-something-year-old individual for definitely somebody as young as me, and I'm not that young, I'm 30-something years old, 
to crack him over the head with a skull, crack his skull open with a goddamn hammer, leave him on the goddamn ground, and disappear. I'll be right, I'll be in two, three minutes, I'm right, I'm right across the border in uh, Mexico. By that time period. I don't think that's what happened. I think they heard arguing in the background. It's at the Pelosi's residence. Some, at some point, somebody realized this is at Nancy Pelosi's house. This is a serious situation, no matter what it is. No matter what call, we need to respond to the Speaker of the House's location. Well, look how he had to try to discredit Pelosi because the name Pelosi is so dumb. Just disgusting and vile that I can't even give him this. But if it was Donald Trump, oh my God, I'm celebrating the man said he went toe to toe, blow to blow with this individual. Right? It was like an action movie. Of course, Nancy Pelosi's husband, of course. Because obviously that, that's a heightened situation given the fact that, that this person is a particular, a, particularly a politician. I got a lot more to talk about with the 911 call. I got a lot more to talk about as of when police officers arrived on the scene, how suspicious it was when they showed up. Hold the phone, I'll be back after the break. The media is, is literally trying to blame Donald Trump and conservatives for the attack, mind you. Yes, they are, because they kept talking about how they want to basically murder Nancy Pelosi on an hour by hour, minute by minute, second by second basis. So much so that he's going to actually, in the same vein, breath about here, actually do the exact same thing. They they forgot that a man went to uh, Kavanaugh's house with a gun, zip ties, in an attempt to kill him. And he wasn't even present at his own home. And a man didn't get close to his doorstep. He literally got on the street, turned around, and turned himself into police. So the man was nowhere near in danger at all, period. It would be an act of God if the man got a flesh wound. Seriously, comparing that to a conservative actually going to your home and trying to kill the speaker of the house husband. It's not even close. Again, you're supposed to be a police officer. That's why I say I highly doubt that you're a police officer. Because if you were, I know 100% every single solitary person he arrested was innocent. 100%. Because the way he acts and the way he talks tells me that. You're trying to compare an incident that's a non-stop. The man wasn't even at his home. He lives here in Maryland, so I know that. He wasn't even at his home. The guy turned straight around before he even got close to the man's doorway. Turned himself in. And was dealt with. Brett Kavanaugh found out after the incident happened. Hours after what happened. It had nothing to worry about. Paul Pelosi was almost murdered. And conservatives celebrated. They laughed, they giggled, they made jokes. It was only probably by the grace of God that that dude woke up mid-murder attempt and decided to turn himself in. But this is nowhere near close. 
He turned himself in. The man was nowhere near close to hurting this man. So why the fuck would you bring this up? This is a non-starter. This man didn't wake the fuck up and try to turn himself in. He actually went and did the deed. And you guys celebrated him. And everybody from the left, from the right, center, and everything in between went and just destroyed this guy who tried to go after Brett Kavanaugh. Vehemently denying this man's existence. He didn't belong to nobody. But you guys celebrated this dude. Made fun of Paul Pelosi multiple times seen on social media. People talking about gun justice for Halloween. And having the exact same jacket and, and type of drawers this guy was wearing. Here's my Halloween costume with the hammer. While Nancy Pelosi's husband is fighting for his life in the hospital. He flew to to, to uh Kavanaugh, Brett Kavanaugh's house to assassinate him. And turned but, around. You know, liberals. And turned around. Because this is completely and utterly different. You guys celebrate this guy. The liberals turned it away, turned the guy away. He didn't belong to anyone. And that was supposedly him talking in code. And according to an article I read, it was because Paul Pelosi thought the guy was listening. Now, let me tell you how stupid. That's not stupid at all. The guy's definitely could be listening. You wonder how it goes? It's pretty easy, you know. Obviously, he talks on the phone. Hey. You know, 911, what's your emergency? Yada, 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 yada. I mean, yada, 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 yada. And God probably started walking up the steps because it's a mansion. So it's not a ranch home. Started walking up the steps and he thought he and the man called him. So I'm walking up the steps and he's like, you know, it's my friend. You know, here's the reason why you know that, again, it wasn't an argument that he had when they had the uh, phone open. He talked with the guy. This sound. This is what makes this situation sound suspicious. We know that when the police officers arrived, both of them were in their underwear, and they were both wielding ha- hammers at each other. One was wielding the hammer, wielding one hammer. What's wrong with them being in the underwear? The only thing wrong is the guy being in his underwear. And I hope you're not saying that Paul Pelosi should be two o'clock in the morning wearing a five-piece suit and slacks and you know nice shiny shoes. I mean, it's two o'clock in the morning. And he's in his own home. I'm dead there butt naked at 2 o'clock in the afternoon. But let's go back before that. Before cops got there, before hammers were equally distributed to both of them, what was going on? I want you to play this picture in your mind because people don't know how to think through a process. They only see the final result and they make a decision. So this guy broke breaks into Nancy Pelosi's new house. Let's just get, say that he broke in. What happened? Did he go to Paul Pelosi's room with no weapons? Because he must. No, he had a weapon. Because he brought the hammer with him. He brought the hammer with him, broke in, you know, looked around, screaming, Where, you, where are you, Nancy? That get Paul Pelosi's attention. Paul Pelosi bravely confronts the man. He told him that Nancy isn't here, obviously, something, something like that. He talks to the guy, gets the guy to calm down. Probably lies to this guy say he's going to get Nancy Pelosi there. Of course, God telling him he's going to go and do things to Nancy Pelosi, like breaking kneecaps. 
He can, of course, Paul bravely goes off, calls the police, leaves the line open. Of course, you to Cold Works friend in a situation where this guy obviously ain't your friend, getting the police to understand, no, I gotta hurry the fuck up. He's not have had a weapon, I, I would argue. Or, or maybe he did. And I'm assuming Paul Pelosi don't have a hammer next to his bed, right? It's only one hammer. Well, I understand, because they didn't quite understand that correctly. And hold you hostage. But I'm gonna let you go to the bathroom one last time before you die. I don't think it happened like that. Hyper no, what happened was a man allowed him to go use the bathroom because Paul Pelosi calmed him down, telling him he's going to go grab his wife. More likely told him that his wife is, you know, some odd minutes away from the house. You know, let me go use the bathroom. I'm going to go get my phone, use the bathroom. I'm going to call her. And he calls the police instead. The man was there primarily for Nancy, not her husband. Conservatives are bullheaded and stupid. So he thought that Nancy Pelosi was on her way. Obviously, she wasn't. I do remember TYT even talking about this actually beforehand. I'm not going to play the video because that's not the video I got. But I did remember TYT actually stating that beforehand that Paul Pelosi was talking about how Nancy was some odd minutes away from the house and that he was going to get, get her a call. Even though she wasn't, she was all the way in Washington, D.C. Right? <laughs> Nowhere near the house. But you hear how he's talking about this man. Casting doubt on the whole situation. I want to go here and bring your attention to another video. Like I said, I'm not even going to use like I normally do TYT. Because you know, I normally use that. Excuse me. But I'm going to use another video just to show you how this goes. Right? This is actually going to come from, let's see if I have it still, MSNBC. Chris Hayes, actually. And I want you guys to listen in as he, not just basically, but literally destroys. Brandon Tatum. Because don't forget, Brandon Tatum was trying to act as if this guy was a conservative, that this guy was nothing more than some type of craze, you know, nut job, off the streets, homeless man, things like that. He has no home, right? They denouncing him while trying to put him on the left, saying he's a left winger, even though he wasn't. Nowhere near close. I don't think any left-wing individual, anybody on the left, is going to support Donald Trump, period. Not only that, but support Donald Trump in the whole, you know, him losing, you know, not losing the election, saying it was stolen. I don't think any left-wing individual is going to support January 6th, right? And try to say that it was a nothing burger. Right, I don't think anyone on the left is going to support QAnon. Definitely, if you try to vote Democrat, you're definitely not going to be somebody that's going to support QAnon because QAnon literally tells you that every Democrat and leftist are groomers, rapists, and you know 
drink the blood of children, right? They're on this type of cabal, this cult-like thing, right? And only you can do something about it. Only you can do something about it. Only you can do something about it. Because that's the point, right? This is why the guy went and did something about it. Because he told so many times about Tucker Carlson, by Donald Trump, by Officer Tatum, by the right that only they can do something about it. When will you do something about this is always the case. You always lead to that being the end-all, be-all. You have to take matters into your own hands and kill these individuals. Let's take a listen to Chris Hayes. Hi, Chris Hayes. Last week, Friday night, uh, two horrifying videos were made public. Uh, the killing of Tyree Nichols by Memphis police, which we covered on this show as it were released and we will return to this evening. There's also the surveillance video and body camera footage from the brutal attack of the husband of then Speaker of the House, Nancy Pelosi. Police released this video on your screen of the attacker casing Pelosi's house, sort of scoping it out there. Crucially, they also released video of this moment depicting the suspect breaking into Pelosi's house to carry out the attack. And finally, there is the video of the attack itself. Now, as you can imagine, this video is profoundly disturbing and graphic, and we're gonna play it just once because believe you have the right to see it. We believe showing it is in the public interest considering particularly the amount of misinformation, disinformation, and outright scurrilous nonsense there has been surrounding the attack. But please be warned, the viewers may find the video disturbing. Yeah, the movie's in there. Uh, how you doing? What's going on, man? It's good. So, let me tell you what's going on in the video since the course you guys are listening in and don't have the luxury of being able to see the video. So, right now, you're seeing the body cam footage of the police officer, correct? And he is walking to the door. He opens the door, and right next to the assailant, well, would be assailant at this point, because he didn't assassinate the man, to assassinate him yet, but would be assailant, right? Right next to Paul Pelosi, who is literally within arm's reach. He's a hostage at this time period. Paul has one hand on the hammer while the guy has the both his hands on it. He has one hand on the hammer and the other hand on Paul Pelosi's arm trying to rip it away. Correct? Now, the man is white. So, of course, you know, there will be no violence given to this to this person because he's a white conservative man. Pretty much gives you, you know, free range to do whatever the hell you want. You are basically untouchable in this point. So, Here you have that going on. And then almost instantaneously as the officer tries to confront the individual, he moves the hand, moves Pelosi's hand off the hammer and slacks him in the head. All right, drop the hammer. Um, nope. Hey, 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 hey. What is going on right And it took some time, as you saw, 
hey, he dropped the hammer. If it's black, he would have been dead by, by the time the door was open. They would have immediately opened the door and opened fire. You know, why would the front be damned? Because there is no such thing as a victim when it comes to black people. So if it's a black homo, and the homo is the one open the door, he's dead anyway. Then you'll go ahead and kill anybody else that's in the building. You know, when them being, everyone in the building being dead, there's no, no way he didn't get the, uh, the assailant. Victim too, but hey, who cares? He black. That's how they are. That's how police are. Paul Pelosi miraculously survived that attack. Congresswoman Nancy Pelosi says her husband has a long road ahead of him, that he is making progress in his recovery. Now, just in case you don't know, this is still being dealt with. He's still dealing with the effects to this day. This happened three months ago. He's still dealing with the effects. It's my heart and on behalf of my entire family that we continue to thank people for all of their prayers that they continue to send us asking about the progress my husband is making and he is making progress but it'll take more time now, in addition to being downright horrifying the videos of the moments leading up to the attack on paul pelosi as well as the attack itself debunk definitively a number of right-wing smears that were directed at this 82-year-old man after he suffered a brutal attack that landed him in the ICU. You see, while some Republicans, like, for instance, Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell, were capable of conjuring just, like, the most basic, normal response of a politician to condemn the brutal assault of one of their colleague's spouses and wish them well, a lot of Republicans, conservatives, were not willing to do that bare minimum. It was really a disgusting spectacle, shocking, honestly, even by the degraded standards of our era. In fact, many prominent Republicans did the exact opposite. They smeared Paul Pelosi, the 82-year-old man who had been assaulted in his home in the dead of night with a hammer to his skull. They spread the lie that he knew his alleged attacker, that the two had a personal relationship, or that Pelosi willingly let him into his house, and they mocked the 82-year-old victim of an attempted murder. Republican Congressman Marjorie Taylor Greene of Georgia, for example, called the suspect in the attack call, quote, Paul Pelosi's friend. Isn't that clever? In a tweet where she accused the media of spreading misinformation. Republican Congresswoman Claudia Tenney of New York shared and then deleted this meme of a bunch of men holding hammers next to a gay pride flag. Isn't that a funny joke? That's a joke about the 82-year-old man being almost murdered with a hammer to his head, implying that he was carrying on a secret gay love affair. Two Arizona Republicans, then gubernatorial candidate Carrie Lake, Congressman Andy Biggs, both publicly joked about the attempted murder just days after the attack. Nancy Pelosi, well, she's got protection when she's in D.C. Apparently her house doesn't have a lot of protection. We're going to show Nancy Pelosi the door very shortly. Don't let it hit you on the backside, Nancy. Hey, that, yeah, yeah, she's, she's losing the gavel but finding the hammer. Too soon? Is that too soon? 
again, the comedy there, the reason that's funny to those people is that this 80-year-old man was almost murdered by someone that broke into his house and put a hammer through his skull. That's the joke to these people. That's the funny thing at the end of that punchline. Naturally, the brunt, the conspiracy theory, and the wink-wink, just-asking-question shtick came from Fox News and other right-wing media outlets. You hear that? Hear that? Look at how they joked about it, right? Joked about it, made fun about it, laughed, giggled, ha, funny, 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 funny. Now think, if that was Donald Trump, and one person with zero followers on TikTok made a joke about it, how would they react? They will blame this person and say that he or she is a complete and other embodiment of the left. And that that's heinous and disgusting. Right? Look at how Brandon Tatum talked about Justice Kavanaugh supposed maybe could be assassin? Now put that in muscle traces that you possibly can because the man literally turned around before the man got close to him. To Kavanaugh's house. He didn't even get on the man's block. Turned around. Couldn't even set foot on the man's grass before he turned around, turned himself in. But you make fun of Pelosi's husband almost being murdered. How did this homeless drug addict even get inside the house? Now, there was glass broken at the rear door. We've seen those photos, but there looks like there's glass on both sides. It's uh, weird things going on in that household in the last couple of weeks. The glass, it seems, was broken from the inside to the out. And, you know, that wasn't so, it wasn't a break in, it was a breakout. Just produce the police body cam. Why is that so hard? We're not the crazy people, you're the liars. There's nothing wrong with asking questions, period. Paul Pelosi walked away from the police and toward David DePape? What could possibly explain behavior like that? And what were the two doing for the 30 minutes before police arrived? The police, for some reason, have refused to release that body cam footage. We get body cam footage every day in the news business, but they won't release this. What is going on here? And then what happened? Did Tucker Carlson pop up after the body cam footage and surveillance camera footage was all released? They say, well, you know, hey, I was wrong. I was insinuating that he was having a gay love affair with this guy. And it wasn't. It was a horrible break-in. What a tragedy. This shouldn't have happened. I'm sorry that, that I insinuated that. You know, I'm a good-hearted person. I do understand that at least the bare minimum is to say that the person didn't deserve to be murdered. I may not like him personally, but good God, he doesn't deserve to die. Why are they hiding this? Is there a good reason? Uh, we don't know. I don't know. I'm just asking questions here. Well, what happened? Uh, they did release a video. You just saw it. Shows that the attack was exactly what we always knew it was. What? Exactly. What every credible report indicated it would be. What Occam's razor would suggest it was. 
So what happened? I'm not glad you mentioned that. I was going to raise said it was because, yeah, it's what you expect it to fucking be if you were to say that this man broke into a house and then went up to Paul Pelosi and cracked him in the head with a hammer, I'm pretty sure you don't need to have so many details about it. It's quite obvious what the fuck happened. It was a dead night, two o'clock in the fucking morning, two hours before I normally wake up. And a man breaks in, cracks him over here with a goddamn hammer. Come on, that's hard. Big mea culpas, big apologies, we got that wrong. No, of course, of course not. <laughs> There's no fact in the world that's gonna course correct here that didn't deter Fox from pushing its same smears. They're still doing it with the video, in fact. Yep. Because the facts, reality itself, don't actually matter. That That's just ancillary. TYT has a video up where one of the hosts saw a circuits. One of the hosts on Fox News saw circuits right before our eyes. They talk, were talking about the attack. And a guy goes into the usual stick of, you know, we need to see this video, that video, that video. We need to see the video of, of, of Pepe's whole entire life from literally God's thoughts down to his, his demise. Before we can say that he was a conservative individual, right? So much so that we even said we need to at least see the man breaking into the house. And what happened? Oh, we got the footage right there. We're showing you right there. Here's the footage of him breaking into the house. And the man literally starts so circling and spitting out nothing more than buzzwords. Literally, nothing the man said out of his mouth made sense. Hunter Biden laptop, Trump, Trump 2020, January 6th fake. He starts spitting out buzzwords. There is inflation. Joe Biden. It's like, what happened? You programmed to go out there and spew the anti-video narrative, and then it got bumped literally before your eyes, and you had no way or secondary comment about it because you realize, oh shit, I don't have anything to say about it. I was damn wrong. So the only thing you can do is start spitting out buzzwords here and there to see what can grab the, the attention of the audience. I mean, of course, they knew it all was all nonsense from the beginning. Well, I don't know. I think most of them, some of them are not that bright, but they just don't care. And that wasn't even the only right-wing lie about the attack that was debunked this weekend. There's another popular bit of disinformation on the right, again, circulating widely, which says that Pelosi's apparent attacker, who had a blog you could yourself read full of hundreds of pages of obvious right-wing conspiracy screeds, who seems to be a supporter of QAnon, the far-right cult that worships Donald Trump as a messianic figure, was actually some kind of political lefty and not a conservative at all. Now, it's true, he made some sort of weird trajectory over the course of his life, but Republican Senator Ted Cruz of Texas pushed this particular lie just days after he initially condemned the attack and political violence, sharing a post from a self-decribed, and I'm not making this up, theocratic fascist, reading, quote, I don't know what- That's Matt Balls, by the way. Whenever you hear someone say theocratic fascist, is always Matt Walsh, because he actually describes himself as a fascist. People, if you're out there listening out there, you and you watch Matt Walsh and certain thing, and you give him views and you're part of his community, 
Guess that makes you makes you a fascist. Now I know that really doesn't mean anything to a lot of conservative individuals, but at least you know you can't fake the punk. You're not an American. You don't love democracy. You only want things your way and your way only the hell happened in Nancy Pelosi's house, and I suspect none of us ever will feel big mystery, right? But I do know that trying to paint a hippie nudist from Berkeley as some sort of militant right-winger is absurd and will always be absurd. So that's the view that Senator Ted Cruz retweeted. Senator Ted Cruz, we might never know what happened there. Of course, we know what happened. And of course, the idea that he was a militant right-winger is not absurd. This was not hard to figure out if you are capable of reading. Yep. He wrote it down. His blog posts are full of far-right, anti-establishment kind of nonsense about COVID-19, QAnon, the tree of liberty, right? All the kinds of bizarre, confused, conspiratorial stuff that you get from right-wing internet and Fox News these days. Exactly. In case, you know, that wasn't enough, this weekend, the man in question reportedly made a telephone call from his jail to a local San Francisco journalist who reached out to him for an interview. In this is why I love the fact that you keep the fucking person alive. Please do. Because why? For Officer Tatum, quotations for Brandon Tatum. Hey, Brandon. No, he's nowhere near a lefty. He's completely and utterly right-wing as right-wing can get. How we know? We can literally ask him. Someone did so let's take a listen. The call, the man who has pled not guilty, not only just ex doesn't express remorse for his actions, he says his only regret is that he did not hurt more people. Now, who says that on the left? Find one person that you can fake like a leftist. You can't. You will never find them. Because as soon as they say things like that, that immediately disqualifies them from being on the left. Now, doesn't it? That immediately disqualifies them from being on the left. They're no longer a lefty. They're no longer a Democrat. They're no longer progressive. They want not progressive. Progressives want to beat you in the arena of politics. My ideals and my policies are far superior than yours. That's how they win. Not the all team body count, but it's having a most important message for everyone in America. You're welcome. Freedom and liberty. Freedom, 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 Sounds like a goddamn conservative to me. Patriots! Let nobody on the fucking left even use that word. By the way, 
There's nobody allowed to use the word patriot. Only conservatives use the word patriot. Because I don't need to use the word and call myself a patriot. Me just being alive proves that. I would also like to apologize. I want to apologize to everyone. I messed up. What I did was really bad. I'm so sorry. I didn't get more of them. I'm so sorry. I didn't get more of them. All you need to hear. I just wanted to bring that to you guys' attention so you can guys hear that. So when you had these individuals like Brandon Tatum try to talk shit about oh Nancy Pelosi's husband and things like that, you want to talk shit? You always bring up, bruh, you was dead wrong about that shit. You know you came back and said, hey, yeah, I was wrong. You did wrong about that shit. The least you could do is pop up and say, yeah, bruh, I, I take ownership of that. I was completely wrong about that one. I swung and missed, bruh. That man was a complete and utter right winger. So much so, again, we have we have evidence from the man's mouth itself. He literally talks exactly like a right winger. Like, how what do you talk? They talk so much about freedom. They call themselves patriots. Leftists don't call themselves patriots. We don't need to call ourselves patriots. They're not, we don't have to. We we already know it. Don't think it's self-evident. We already know it. So we don't have to bring it up. Right? Things like that. On a phone call. Instead of expressing remorse for what he did, even after getting caught, he doubled down and expressed remorse for not killing more people. That's definitely, definitely someone on the right. Anyway, this is gonna wear, this is gonna be where I leave the podcast. Don't forget to like, comment, subscribe, and of course share the podcast. Give me a five-star rating. My podcast is available on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. You know, a link to my support is should be up there. If it's not, I'll definitely make sure to put it back up there. A link to my support is up there. And as little as a dollar a month is definitely, definitely beneficial. Anyway, later guys.